Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at Patreon.com slash FMLFPL. So we're looking ahead at Game Week 27, and I realize that means there are only 12 Game Weeks left on the season. I got sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's at the time when you click on, like, a player and you look at the future fixtures, and it's just a very small column of things. Yeah, you don't need to maximize your window anymore. You hardly need to even scroll down. Yeah. It's Um, sad. But we have World Cup this summer, so Fantasy World Cup pod is going to be great. Yeah, World Cup pod is going to be great. We'll have a new Russian communist theme song, and it's going to be fantastic. So how'd you go this week? Um, I survived, I feel like is a good way to put it. It was back-to-back apocalyptic, disastrous game weeks for like most people, and I barely moved my rank again. I just had a tiny 6,000 places red arrow, so I'm still 100K. 47 points, not that bad. Um, before Watford-Chelsea, I was like a, the smallest possible green arrow of 700 places, so I was fucking terrified, but I got I got through that game unscathed because Chelsea got fucking done. And, you know, I mean, I had some good stuff. I had a Shaq eight-pointer, which was fucking huge. I was like regretting the decision on last week's pod, and he was so good and looked great, so that was great. And... You know, I made I made a really good transfer. I just did. Um, I stayed patient. I just made one move. No need to take a hit. Did Laporte in, Danilo out. Simple move. Get the nailed guy, and just uh, net loss of ten points. So it's a good job by me. Um, yeah, it's a fucking disaster, dude. I mean, I woke up at, on Saturday. I stayed out really late. I like went out with friends. Woke up at probably six six thirty a.m. to my phone alarm, and I just looked at the lineup sheet and I just like immediately went back to sleep. Like uh, every tweet and Slack shit was just like rip Alon, like Alon's fucking dead. Oh my god, the curse of Alon. I was just like, I can't fucking deal with this right now. And then of course Daniel scores like an absolute worldie because you know just. Just missing out on two points wasn't good enough for him and gets bones. And I don't know. There was a lot of talk on Saturday from like Jason Diaz and David H. and Slack. They both say I'm psycho and a complete confirmation bias idiot for thinking that a city defender would be nailed. But I don't know. I, I still think he's nailed. I can't really tell if I'm confirmation biasing it. He's their only clean in their last five. The, the, the pep rotation shit, I think, is blown way out of proportion. Like, there hasn't really been rotation for, I don't know, since after the first two months of the season, it's been a pretty consistent lineup week to week. So, I don't know. Am I being crazy? Is Laporte a nightmare? What do you think? We just don't know enough information, I think. It's similar to what happened with Van Dyke, right? Like, he came, he played right straight into that Everton game, and then he's been kind of yo-yoing, yo-yoing him in and out of the side. Yeah. It's just... It's just a new guy. Clearly, they didn't buy him to sit him on the bench. But I think in your position, I mean, I thought he was going to just keep playing, but clearly not. What do we know? I, I agree the rotation is definitely blown out of proportion, other than like Silva with the baby situation. Whenever his players have been fit, ever since, like, I mean, with Jesus and Aguero, we're kind of coming in and out, but midfield defense, he's been pretty steady. Um, yeah, since, since it's been a change to 4 3 3. Basically, it's just been Sané, Sterling, Dino, Kev, Dilva, and then whichever forward he chooses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think you you can't really get rid of Laporte at this point. Like you just brought him in. Um, what you need to do is get rid of Christensen, so you have cover. 
people. Yeah, I mean the realistic. best the best thing was City not keeping a clean because oh, for you for yeah. two reasons because then that means no one gets the City clean points, which is great. But then also it's just a better shout for Laporte because again he the only game he's been involved in, in involved with in their last five fixtures was their only clean. So yeah. I don't know. I think that's good. Yeah, except the the only reason why they conceded was because of my my guy Kyle Walker. <laughs> Ghost ship on that goal is ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, I think you hold the port, but I don't know. What was your question? Is City good? No, just am I crazy? Am I like just crazy for thinking that he might be nailed, and no City defender is actually nailed, or you know? Well, Walker's nailed. Other than Walker, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Otamendi's. I think Otamendi's nailed. Nailed. I th- no, I mean, I think five five. You just got to keep him. Really. Yeah. I mean, right now, you have other fires to put out, and if he doesn't again, like I, you have Duffy and Ogbonna who are obviously bad. But with Jones, if you get a, an able body in for Christensen, then yeah, you know you just that's fine. You, you don't have the money to spend like seven million on a defender right now. So, and all the seven million defenders in, get zeros anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you got Laporte in like you did last week, I think it could be a one-off. Still think he's going to be in their strongest team. You just got to hold tight. Yeah, yeah. So overall, okay, but that was obviously a nightmare. But how'd you do? Yeah, I mean, you're one one hundred k on the nose. Yeah. So fine, yeah. I'll take it. Fine, you you'll be able to make hay when the sun shines soon. Yep. Um, I finished up on fifty two this week. Uh, small green. I'm at twenty k now. As Paul Quetta and Alonzo today just uh, really made me all of the sads. But I mean, I captained Salah. And outside of that, the rest of my team, I got an assist from Bilva and then Kane's four points. And otherwise, I was blank city everywhere. Zeros and ones like galore. So I don't know. It was one of those weeks. If I didn't yeah. captain Salah, if I didn't captain Salah, I would have like 30 points. So I'm yeah. glad I did that. And Salah is just doing it again to everyone, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of. I did look at Sterling after we potted last last week for mm-hmm. captaincy, but I just kind of stuck and like like I kind of wrote on Lambs. I've been sticking with my initial thought on captaincy a lot this season, and it's been working out nicely. But transfers have not been working out nicely for me lately, so I'm hoping I could put some momentum together and crack in. I keep kind of sticking around like the fifteen to twenty thousand mark the last month or so. I can't crack. Get like I can't string together a couple good game weeks. I thought this was going to be my game week. I, was, I had 51 points going into Alonzo and Azpilicueta today, and I was like, okay, yeah, I that's, can get over that's 60. Huge potential, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can get over 60, and let's see what happens. And then I get Stevens one point off the bench for Alonzo and Dave zero, so it's just a fucking huge dildo of my ass. <laughs> Oh, so my team's weeks, a little, dude. Rough yeah, my weeks. team's a little sloppy. And Adrian, holy shit! I am never starting him again the rest of the season. You can fucking bookmark this, timestamp this. West Ham are awful. Yeah, West Ham. I don't know. It's funny because their fixtures start to get really tough soon, and I feel like that's when their defense is going to like solidify again, as we've talked about <laughs> on here. Yeah. I mean, watching West Ham highlights against Brighton, you. Th- I thought they were playing City. Like they were a fucking mess. Like every single like attacking motion from Brighton had West Ham players absolutely all over the shop and out of position and pulled every, there were huge gaps everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. I mean, for Brighton to score 3 goals against you, if that was a, if they played that same game against City, they would have scored 10. Like it was just ridiculous how fucking bad they looked. So Wow, Adrian has not had one clean sheet for me since I brought him in. I've started him a lot, like like about two for two months. Yeah. I haven't had a goalie clean sheet in fucking months. What do you? How many goals do you think Brighton have on the season? They've played twenty six matches. Twenty two. Twenty one. All right. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And how do you like, allow three goals? Yeah. It's just it's ridiculous. Oh my god, that's a bad job by Moyes. Um, and the, that's it. I mean, Mane also like. I just had so many myths this this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting into the place where I'm a little worried that maybe my team is a fucking disaster. But that's what everyone's thinking after this week, yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, I got a little green arrow, so I'm being a little fucking bitch, and I hate when I'm being a bitch, but I feel like such a bitch right now. Yeah, it's just one of those weeks where like there, ah, there were Walker a lot of fucking... goals scored. And there was only one clean sheet, but the guys who scored the goals were mostly like punts and weird guys and people that we don't have and stuff. So it's like, 
don't know, it just feels like everyone had a bad week again, back to back. So weird. Yeah, but there were plenty of 60 pluses floating around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you captain Salah and have like another return, then you're Is good. It like that's a. I fucking get thirty on my cap, and I'm barely getting a green arrow. Yeah, like it's, I'm so fucking bad. It's, the dude, the Walker to fucking Raz. I the can't Walker believe you missed that shit. I have both of them. How many points is that for you, though? Because that would they'd Five, be in bonus eight too. Plus Baps. I mean, ten, easy ten. Easy like they would minimum both have ten. Gone one. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, we all have Sterling. That was just un, an unmissable chance goes missed. Yeah, Kyle. Not good. Uh, great cross. Great cross. Fucking Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Mm. All right, that's good. I don't All right, so yeah, let's shout out the uh, now February FMLPL Prize League Mug League leader. First game week of the month down. Patrick Chaplin, aka Dwayne Rooney, seventy-four <laughs> point haul this week. Fucking. How is that even possible? Massive haul. He just Ducore. Ducore scored today. Yeah. Oh, he had two assists. Two assists. What the and fuck. Yeah. I mean, he was. <sighs> I only watched highlights. I didn't actually watch the game today, but he was fucking amazing from everything I saw. He's always amazing, but he's... Uh, fucking decor is just does my, does my head in. Yeah, I mean, it's Patrick Chaplin's world. He fucking, yeah, it's the perfect example of the team that scored, that hauled this week. He yeah. caps Allah, and the difference is he has fucking Lukaku, Milivojevic, and Ducore. It's like, what? I mean, <laughs> Those are all terrible picks. Yeah, unfortunately for him, he has Lukaku, Milivojevic, and Ducore, so he will plummet from here on out. Right, exactly. That's the bad news, but, you know, here all we right. are. Well, Shout out the other... uh, top of the FMLPL public league leader, Stevie Sunshine, great friend of the pod, friend of the oh, Slack. Oh, Sunshine. He's up to yeah, 116 yeah, yeah. overall rank. He's fucking flying. Fantastic for you. Good job by you, Stevie. And then uh, we got a little sponsor, and then we'll dive in. Nick, let's hear it. There's wine with dinner, and then there are your dessert wines, your DJ Steve's, if you will. And if you're not one of the French snobs at the wine store, then who knows which direction to go? There are too many options. It's all too confusing. And no matter what, it feels like you're getting ripped off. Well, look no further, port lovers. This episode of FMLPL is proud to be sponsored by the finest of French ports in all the land, Emmerich Laporte. Laporte will dazzle you, civilize you, and ultimately deceive you into thinking that he's a good idea. Hailing from, again, France, costing a mere 57 million pounds, once you taste Laporte's sweet, sweet nectar and culture left foot, there's simply no turning back. So for once in your life, forget about all the things that got you here, like quality and nailedness, and go Laporte, go big, go French, and go fuck yourself. All right, sponsor down. Emmerich and his fucking vineyards, vineyard merchant. Yes, <laughs> fucking that fucking guy ruined my week. <sighs> so here we are, dude. Where do you want to kick off? Arscas again? Ooh, do you want? Do I get to put in a little? I told you so. Yeah, back to back pods starting with Arscas probably hasn't happened in three seasons. So let's start yeah. there. So they did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, five goals is pretty good. Pretty good job by them. A lot of points. So yeah. Yeah, Mick hit in there with three assists. He, first of all, it's astonishing that they got five goals, five goals and five assists and zero Ozil involvement. I know, I, I saw. Cannot that. imagine it's that happening. It's, it seems impossible. But McTarian just like again, you know, playing in an attacking role. He showed off his class and he linked up with Abi Abamyang and had a really nice slotted through ball and S- slotted offside through ball. Yeah, I mean, fucking offsides merchants, it's fine. And they went back to the 4-2-3-1, so it looks like he's going to probably stick with this formation because it gives him the ability to play all of his attackers, sort of, right? And Yeah, it, it, had, it had to be something like this, and that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still don't understand how Shock and Rambo 4-2-3-1, it's going to be light. Like, if they play that lineup against Spurs, we'll see if they get torn apart, but... They have two tough games, but Ramsey hat trick is obviously very interesting. His first hat trick of his life, but he's under seven now. He's six nine. He's like point nine less than uh, McTarian right now. There's a lot of value in the midfield. I still definitely think stay away from the defense because I mean it's awful. Yeah, it's just bad. Everton but, should have scored more than just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit the post on another occasion. And yeah. yeah, but. Um, a lot of value in midfield. I looked like Ramsey had three shot attempts and three goals. So that was something I noticed too. And one of them was a huge yeah. deflection off Mangala. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was never a goal if yeah. it wasn't the deflected. He had point, he had that. point eight four xg and he scores three goals to put it in yeah. perspective. And 
I mean, I didn't watch the game live, but I watch, you know, I watch just from match of the day highlights. But it was kind of like Ramsey back in his old double pivot role, where he's kind of roaming roaming up, but he's also playing a little bit deep at times. So I like Mctarian more than Ramsey at this point, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking at the midfield just because he plays in a more attacking position. And I know there's about a million in it, but and Ramsey's probably more goal more likely to score goals than Mctarian. But I just I fucking like I like you know I like Mctarian. No, I, I, I completely agree because yeah. there's all those. Late runs, it was like Gundo of last year. Like that's yeah. how he scores all of his goals. So if they're not playing against a side as fucking terrible as Everton, who sit as deep as Everton, like there might not be that space. It's just like everything kind of has to fall in place for Rambo to get his good chances, and it'll happen from time to time. But it seems like, and Mikatarin, he created three big chances in one match. Like just to put in perspective, like. Kev and Shaq are tied amongst all midfielders with 13 big chances on the season. And he yeah. has three in his first start for Arsenal. It's like yeah. pretty crazy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in Mkhitaryan. You definitely get a little I told you so there. But, you know, I mean, now I'll, just, now I'll just get him, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's still Spurs and City coming up the next two. It's so really tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, we'll get to my team later because I am definitely looking at doing a midfield move. But it, it's just a tough one to buy ahead of fixtures like that. Yeah, like you don't stop. like it. Yeah, you just don't like it. So a little, a little nervous about that. But I mean, at this point, I think McTarian's just like fucking good. He's just a he's really gonna, good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to make like, like similar to what happened earlier in the season when he fired early doors for United. Granted, he had the United fan people like more than anyone in the game buying, but he was in a lot of teams. He was in like twenty some percent of teams. I feel like at that time and something there rounds before he's he yeah. People were taking boil. hits to get him and shit after week two. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, his numbers that season in Dortmund are things that not a lot of players can do, and we see his qualities on display. And seven eight's a bargain basement price, so I think yeah, it's just a good. Good guy. Yeah, I feel like Arsenal are usually pretty bad in like the top six showdowns or whatever. So I don't know. Like someone, I have like Shaq and I've Sunt. Like I have guys that I want to jump ship on, but I'll probably still just hold to what I said last pod and wait till game week twenty nine. I think it's yeah more sensible than than just doing everything to get them in right now. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm definitely looking at maybe even doubling up on Ramsey and McTarian, but definitely trying to wait. Two two weeks. Like I, I'm Bernardo Silva is probably just place holding right now for one of them for the yeah. next two games. And I was actually thinking about Aubameyang too. I mean, like again, his goals way offsides and a ridiculous non call. But, but he could have had yeah, more. He he had a lot of good chances. His stats were pretty good. And you know, I, I voiced my concern about City assets last week when it come when the Champions League is back and it's basically back. I mean, City play this game week on February tenth. And then they have two days off and they have their first Champions League fixture. Like, I have no idea how Pep's going to handle that. Like, they don't need to do anything. They're walking the league. It's over. League's completely won. Maybe Aubameyang, maybe Kuhn is my Aubameyang placeholder. Like, once that shit gets all crazy, Wenger basically said that Laka is going to play in Europa League because Aubameyang's cup tied. He can't play Europa. So he's just going to be nailed for like a long, really good extended fixture run. And you know, yeah, if Ozil and Mkhitaryan are creating chances at that rate, then he's just going to keep scoring. Yeah, and especially if we know that he's going to be playing him over Laka in the league, that obviously makes him more more enticing. Right. And instead of being played together, where maybe the chances fall to one or the other, they're all going to go to Aubameyang. It's funny. It's like watching Aubameyang and Arsenal Red. I'm just like, obviously, I don't watch a ton of fucking Bundesliga or Dortmund, but I've seen, you know, I've watched. You've seen plenty of Dortmund in I've Europe seen plenty of Dortmund in the last couple of seasons, and I know what he's about. And, you know, you see he's just fast as fuck and he's whatever, but watching him do it in the Premier League, when I'm looking at it through an FPL lens, it's just, just kind of like a little bit eye-opening about like, wow, like he's fucking good. Like yeah, he's, he's, just, he's ridiculous. He's I, really I, fucking good. I think good. they said on Match of the Day, it was like, like in everyone's head, he's like having a shitty year because he's having all the trouble with the staff and the manager and all that shit. He has like thirteen goals in sixteen appearances. Like he's yeah. he's a joke. Like he scores for fun. So I mean, yeah. and it might end up perfect, that ten five is a bargain in the end. Yeah, it definitely can look that way, especially after these next two fixtures. Again, the Arsenal fixture run after these next two That's are out of the saying. way. So that, they're, so the end of the season, it's fucking 
yeah, it's a clown show. It's silly. They have one tough game for the rest of the year. So, um, and like you mentioned, also not being in in Champions League. So, yeah, I mean, Aubameyang's definitely interesting after watching like the goal cures a lot of like trepidations and seeing that team and watching all of how free flowing they were and they're playing a lot of teams like Everton after these next two games. So yeah, Aubameyang, very, very, very feelsy. Very feelsy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Arsenal could be the run in, run in darlings, especially cause like it's, in midfield too, I was thinking about seasons past, like last year we had like Ozil and Alexis and stuff, but like attacking midfielders on Arsenal are normally so expensive. Like when Cazorla oh, yeah. was good, he was like eight, five and, to have two attacking midfielders on Arsenal, well, I guess Ramsey's a little half and half, but seven and seven eight, like that's fucking great. It never happens. And yeah, it's, yeah a, it's it's very unusual. Yeah, it's a very good thing. Could be could be really real. Yeah. All right, Arscast. That was a big Arscast, but that was great. Love Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, in. It, how could you not feel good after that? And it's Everton. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But whatever. And like, like how you started the whole thing with. I mean, they've scored. Five goals two other times this season. One of them was also against Everton earlier in the season. But in those games, Everton, the first one, Ozil had a goal and an assist, 13-point haul. And in the other one against Huddersfield, Ozil had a goal and two assists, 17-point haul. So, like, you know, he's still a good guy, too. Yep, good guy. Got a lot of good guys. A lot of good guys right now. A lot of good guys in midfield. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Where do you want to go from there? Ugh, why do I keep? I don't know, dude. I'm fucking. I'm not. What am I a top topic master? What's your, your, your topic UK? merchant? And maybe we should talk about the the bevy of soups that are presented before us because the JWPs of the world. Yeah, we just talked Rambo. He's kind of soupy. He's kind of cheap. But then there's also yeah. There's JWP. There's Feo still. There's Jerry D. After today, producer Nate says Jerry D. Already looks way better than his last stint in the league. Please discuss. And there's Ibe, who's been returning for fun. So. And so how, do you, spoil, how do you separate yeah, I mean, spoiler for me, I mean, Ibe is almost dead cert coming into my team this week. He's, for so, he's so good. Yeah. I mean, this, the stats just keep staying up there, like in the, in the premium midfielder type of... His stats are like a premium midfielder. Yeah. I'm so happy and, for him. What? I said I'm so happy for him. Yeah, he, he's, he's worked hard. I mean, he, he had everything on a silver platter when he was coming up in Liverpool. He, he hit a downturn and... Didn't exactly fire right right away with Howe when he got to Bournemouth, but he's worked. He's been just working, and yep. yeah, he's earned everything he's getting right now. And stats are great, and he looks great. So he looks so central. He's on all the right footed indirect set pieces for them and stuff like that. So I mean, he's like four nine still, and he just looks fantastic. The fixtures are still pretty good, and I think it's very difficult to look past that value. Um, and I, I feel like he's going to keep just steadily trickling trickling along. I. I JWP is getting more and more interesting. He just keeps returning. And that direct free kick he took. Did you see he was fucking off Buffal? Buffal was trying to take no, it. No, I didn't and see that. Everyone on the team was like pushing Buffal out of the way to <laughs> give it to JWP. And he's like so pissed off and shit. And like Hoot or like Stevens puts their arm around him and trying to like push him away. And then JWP just bangs in like a beautiful free kick like uh, just yeah. outside the wall. He's so good. And I mean, he's starting. Southampton are getting their wits back. Yeah, like, they're kind been of looking, flying ever since lately that Spurs under the game, radar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that Spurs performance was so good, and it kind of kickstarted them. I think he's starting to play like a little bit better. Teams, they're, that new striker they got, Carrillo or whoever the I fuck. I mean, everyone's like, looked, better than Shane Long. Yeah, yeah, he looked great. I mean, Long obviously had a guilt that chance he missed late on in, this, in the game, but that's just a thing that happens. Yeah, but the Lamina goal is beautiful. But yeah. it's just he's playing like his good players, like Lamina, JWP, and and you know he's not chopping and changing in defense as much as he was earlier yeah, in the, the season. And the fullbacks so. are fit, which is really important too. Yeah, very important. And yeah, I mean JWP looks good. He's still he's fucking five, and he's been returning very well lately. So I feel like going into that three five two, if you can't afford the three four three, looks pretty good. Like. I would rather have these, like, I would rather have I bat four, nine than Callum Wilson at six, whatever. Yes. And then, if that, and because that's going to afford you a defender on a top four side versus someone like someone bad. Yeah. And then you compare Ibe's four, nine to any defender's four, nine or less. And it's not not remotely close, close, which is, you know, the opposite of pretty much how the season's been Mm -hmm. all year. Yeah. 
It's very interesting with all these soups emerging. And Jerry D was fucking amazing. Like, I only watched highlights. I said I didn't watch that game, but he was everywhere and did everything and rightfully ended up with a haul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching him today, and he ran the show. He was easily man of the match, not even no one even close to to holding his jockstrap. And the main thing I have with Jerry D is just that he runs hot and cold. And I know he's like on Barcelona for a little bit this season, playing kind of regularly. But we've seen this before, where he has like two or three really good games. We buy him, and then he's fucking awful, and then he gets bombed out of the squad. So. I need more than this to buy him. He's six million. I think there are other more known quantities in that region that I would rather have, like Shakiri. I'd rather have Shakiri than him. No yeah, question. Shaq's been flying. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a tough one to buy him. He's very, very punty to buy. I him, am enthused by him, though. I mean, no, like, I love him. Love yeah. the player. Love watching him. Absolutely love him. But for an FPL perspective, just with how you know, have few spots we have to buy players. I just don't think he's going to crack that list for me. And his hair is just shambolic. It's very interesting. Not a lot going on in the sides, a it's lot like, going on in the top. It's like very trendy style, like the half-shaved kind of like comb-over type thing. But he has no product in it. So it just like flops everywhere and it's just like a little poof ball flopping so you back go, You go like Vaseline in there? Yeah, I mean, Derek would go heavy Vaseline in there. I don't know. I wonder what producer Nate goes, but he needs to get something. I mean, I'm sure Wofford staff is on top of it, but it needs to be rectified before he's really an FPL option, I think. Okay. Um, Yeah, Bournemouth, dude. So people, I mean, just back and forth with defense, I feel like is going to be a big talking point because, again, there was only one clean sheet this week. But speaking of Bournemouth and Ibe and Callum and shit, people are starting to buy back into Circus Charlie, our favorite Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Do you see anything in that? He, he kind of had some really good returns earlier in the season when they, they had their other like really good fixture run and they kept three cleans in a row. They, yeah, I mean, I just I just don't mind it at all. Like they're yeah. they're not good, but no team that's seventh place to twentieth place are good. Yeah, that's clean the thing. Sheets. Yeah, he's cheap enough. He has attacking threat. Like he, they have some pretty good fixtures. You can rotate him. I just I don't mind it. I just that's the thing is that I don't want to be like, starting players in that bracket. Is the main yeah. Issue so that so fucking who do we want to start? Who do you trust I, defensively? I mean. I really just want to be starting three heavy defenders every week. Like, I think that Smalling, we've been talking about a little bit. I think it's like Jones, Smalling, double, and then a city guy. Like, I'm happy there. But I think it's time, definitely, after the last few game weeks, how the clean sheets have completely dried up. Chelsea are fucking in shambles. City are just possession based clean sheets only. They're clearly not a defensive side. Arsenal can't keep clean sheets. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool can't are, keep clean sheets. And Spurs have Lloris in goal, so they can't keep clean sheets. Like, <laughs> there's just not a lot to, to go on. Toby will be back soon, so maybe they'll get in there. Yeah, but, maybe. I but mean, yeah, maybe the United yeah. still seem by far the best assets with the yeah, prices, too. The, yeah, I mean, Smalling's 5'3. He, until Bailly comes back, he's nailed there. I mean, Jones missed out with illness or whatever the fuck, but I mean, something like that is what I'd be looking at because. If I could go four four or under for my fourth and fifth defenders, and then I can have three like you know five and a half ish players, that's what I want to do. I don't want to rotate. I do not want to rotate defenders right now. Yeah, I mean, there's so, no way to to pick them because they're all just random yeah. cleans or not. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with Bai because I always reference like. Shaw and like Klein and like Danny Rose syndrome when I talk about guys like this, but. We just know nothing. Like, there's a chance, there's a decent chance that buys out for the season at this point because he could also play next game. He could also play next game, and we have no fucking idea. But until it's almost just like until it happens, Smalling is a fantastic pick, and we just have to take it on the chin when it does happen. Yeah, yeah, I I agree completely. It's like at the beginning of every month, it's like he might be back by the end of the month. That's been like three consecutive months, pretty much. Yeah, I, I just United's the only team in the division right now that I look at and think like, okay, they're a top team and they prioritize and keep they prioritize keeping clean sheets. Yeah, they're the only no team other, that does that. Yeah, yeah, no other top four side does that. So I'm I'm like with my fucking double Chelsea defense, which was great. Now looks like I have I'm just the dumbest fuck in the universe. 
trying to shift from my triple Chelsea defense, and now I'm looking towards maybe trying to get into triple United defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a Christensen to smalling away from triple United defense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely a genius move right now. Even though they have a couple of tough fixtures, it's just the kind of thing where... Yeah, no, it does. It, it's the same kind of thing with Chelsea. It was like when I bought in the three defenders for Chelsea, they were keeping clean sheets and they looked really tight and they were just, they looked good. And now that we're like, I'm at 20K and you're at 100K and the team's up there in the top 100K, it's difficult to make inroads. And by diversifying your defenders between like, I have a United defender and a fucking Arsenal defender and a City defender, like, you're not going to like fly with that. You know, no, like, you'll never if, fly with if that. all of them keep clean sheets. Like everyone else has, like them as well. Yeah, or so, double one and not the other. So yeah, if they all exactly. keep clean, it's all the same points. Yeah, exactly. And when you can have three of them on United, who are the best defensive team, and then have one from another top side, like even when United don't keep clean sheets, it's still clean sheets are still fucking four points. But it adds up when you're just like, if United keep a clean sheet, I have plus 12 points. Yeah, I fucking so. Cry. And the thing that, yeah. that Spurs result is almost like good for, for us from a FPL perspective because they got, they tried to play an attacking lineup and Spurs fucking did them and destroyed yeah. them. And in these other top games coming up, I mean, you just don't vision a world where Moo wants that to happen ever again in his lifetime. So it's probably just back to like super negative, super pessimistic, defensive, park the bus. Yeah, no, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really by United Defenders and switch your, your men into United Defense right now is, is what I'm looking at doing for my team. So, yeah. Defense See. is tough. Like, I want to keep Kyle and then I want to have like DDG, Jones, and Smalling. I want that to be my back, my back four. Yeah, I mean that would be incredible. Yeah. So I mean I can I can do that for free this week. Maybe take a hit and get Ivan, I'm not sure. Not bad. Not a bad job. Could be a good job also. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess Simpson is back, which I guess we've been kind of teasing him being back in Leicester defense. And that could be a guy that in that cheap bracket that I think comes really, really good after City this week. Leicester also have pretty much the rest of the season green pastures, so that's the guy I'm looking at for my cheap guys, because as you mentioned before, I have Duffy, I have Ogbonna, or just both, just incredibly yeah. bad. Yeah, and I mean downgrade, it's like him, like Dummett's back, Newcastle could, who knows, yeah. keep a couple of clean seasons, I think it's like 4-2 or something like that right now, and you know you know he's going to be playing left back for them yeah, for the rest yeah. of the season, as long as he stays fit, so yeah, you know, there's a couple of cheap guys. You just want to get nailed guys. It's the thing also we were looking at with like the Alonzo injury today, and you know, it's like beating a dead horse, but the this season manager press conferences are just worthless. And yeah, I, it's unless a fucking if there's specific cancer in the league, it's yeah, so it's, annoying. I almost just wish they didn't have them. It's there's no point. I wish we next season let's try and do this, but keeping a tote of how many times someone plays. Last weekend, no mention of illness or injury, no mention of the player in the press conference, players not on the squad, minor muscle percussionary injury is the reason. It's like, yeah, not even in the there fucking is, team sheet. Yeah. yeah, there's no point to having press conferences. They don't tell us anything. So having a bench normally in FPL, I really feel like this is the first season this has ever happened. But normally in FPL, we have an idea of someone's like 50 50. Or if someone's maybe questionable or like facing a late fitness check, like I haven't seen that once. Yeah, we, almost, we say, almost always know. Yeah, we almost always know. So we know if we're like we have a flag guy. If we have to, we have no idea this season. So having a playing playing bench has been more important than ever, especially this game week with you know Jones, Alon. I mean, the amount of zeros of non playing zeros <laughs> so in defense this week zeros. is insane. There were so guys having, in I mean, Slack who had five zero. Zero pointer, zero point defenders. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not that un- insane to think about when you look at the names who missed out this week, but I don't know where I'm going with this. I guess just saying, like, you need to have players on the bench. Like, don't have Mbemba. Yeah. Don't have Christensen and RLC, or you'll have 10 men this week, like I did. Yeah. yeah you know, not, not a good job by you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's go in an opposite direction. I feel like we've been kind of. Avoiding this and not caring about it and not wanting to talk about it. Marsali on Slack wants 
a lazy person's rundown of the impending blank game weeks. She said she tried to look at the spreadsheet floating around, but what the fuck? So <laughs> I don't know. Where are you at on it? It feels like we're going to get a lot of clarity in the coming weeks. Yeah, so, I mean, Game Week 31 is the first blank game week. Um, so far, we only have two fixtures 100% confirmed on. Uh, that's Liverpool, Watford, and Stoke, Everton. It looks like we're going to probably have about 10, anywhere between 10 and 14 teams not playing. So, you know, not a lot of fixtures that game week. <laughs> that's we're fucked, also gonna, fucking fucked up. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to know until the next uh, FA Cup round is done to to know definitively who's going to be having a game in 31 and who's going to be off. So it's not going to be for a few weeks with the uh, two-week break coming up. But um, there's also going to be a blank in 35, which will probably be in between um, two double game weeks, and that's going to be like the FA Cup semifinal teams, I think. Mm-hmm. So in my head, loosely, just planning is like, I'm trying to keep an eye on the Game Week 31 for sure games because with planning, you can probably field like eight or so and then use the free hit chip for the 35, which could also be a really big blank. I'm not, I'm not sure how to use that free hit, if it's going to be better to use in 31 or not, but to see it's really going to be difficult until we see the next run of the FA Cup. But it, it's, I, mean, I have an eye. Like I'm thinking like, okay, like Ramsey versus Walcott, like that's something I'm like, well, Walcott's going to play in 31, so that's good. So like, do I want Walcott instead? Like that's kind of what I'm starting to think about, but it's still far away. It's still, it's still four games Yeah, away. it's still a little bit ways away. I mean, there's, and all it takes is like one upset and then two additional teams are, are playing, you know? So it's, right. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, I'm still kind of wait and see, but I guess it's good to have in the back of your mind. I mean, maybe tripling up on City is not the best thing after they look pretty bad against Burnley and Champions League is restarting and they have like a 97% chance of blanking in Game Week 31. Like, yeah. that's fine if you want to not do that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just something to start thinking about and looking at. And again, we're, we'll have a, a very good idea after the next FA Cup rounds through in the books who's going to have the games and who's not, but... You know, it's the same kind of thing we've been talking about. Just keep it in the back of your mind, but don't overplan. Like, don't get like Bauer on Stoke instead of someone else who you might play before Gaming 31 just because he has a game. Because more likely than not, Stoke Everton, like, Stoke keep cleans one in 30 games. So it's probably a one or two pointer. So don't go overboard and overplan, which we often do as like hardcore FPL players. Yeah. I still think, I think that's one of the most overrated things. In FPL is over planning for blank game weeks yeah. because bad teams have bad players, and just because they're playing, you're going to be plus one or plus two to a blanker normally. Yeah, it's interesting because it's team. one of those things where you only, I feel like on the internet in general, you only end up hearing from the people that flew. Like you only end up hearing from the guys who had like Grant last year in the blank game week because he got like a 10 pointer against City or whatever. But you don't hear from the guys who have like triple West Ham blanks who just put all their eggs in that basket and it completely didn't come off. And then they had yeah, I mean, West like, Ham players yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah, like Masuaku, Ogbana, and Adrian owners from this cur- this double game week that came to pass a month ago were not going on any FPL forums and saying, "Look at how great I'm doing." Yeah, it was only the guy- the others. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the vocal minority. So it just it's just a thing. You yeah. Know, so I mean, like, I look at my thing. team and I'm like, okay, I have Shaq. He should probably go when their fixtures get tough. And then it's like, well, he's playing in 31. He's still good. He's been in really good form. That's a guy that maybe I would have gotten rid of without the blank that I'll maybe try and hold on to instead. Something yeah, like I mean, that. with with him, you only have to hold him on thirty. They have City. All the other games are good. Yeah, so, you exactly. know, that, that's an easy. Yeah, that's an easy. Just hold an example for people. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Right? <laughs> that's um, enough. Yeah, that's enough on the blanks. Yeah, and we'll, it, we'll talk more about it when we actually know. Yeah, when we actually know, it'll be topic number one. I feel like, yeah. but yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah. hard. Um, yeah. Man, it's going to be so interesting to see how Spurs, City, and Liverpool deal with this weekend's fixtures and then two days off and then Champions League. Like, we might get a lot of new information just based on rotation and stuff like that. Like, Isn't Champions League after in like a few weeks? No, dude. Like, it's this, is it this, it's this week? Yeah, I mean, not this week. It's after this game week. So, 
the Spurs. But then they have the two week break, right? Yeah, then there's a break. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. They're gonna yeah, it won't go first, tell us yeah. everything, but it's still like again, like City Aguero, like. Why? Yeah, why that's actually play pretty, him? Why play him? That's actually pretty big, though, because it's really they're going to have a full. No, 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 no. I mean, not having a game week the following weekend oh, after yeah. the first group, the first uh, knockout game or group. Yeah, because you can yeah, really yeah. like run everyone into the ground. Yeah, because you have like ten or twelve days off. What? What the fuck is this break that we're running into right now? It's right such on. an absolute nightmare to see. I I never know what why breaks happen. I don't know why. Like. Yeah. <sighs> They're really fucking. You know, so I mean, I'm not worried about rotation. I, I think all the top four sides are going to play everyone first team both games. Yeah, yeah. Probably. The next the next leg is going to be the one where it might be a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Where else? Or what else are we going to get on get into here? So Aaron on Slack said, every few weeks FPL landscape seems to shift. So it feels like. It feels a lot like we're constantly chasing our tails. What are the key strategies we need to consider to future-proof our teams? It's interesting. I think it's just being close to the template. Close to the template and patient, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's, it's staying close to the template and having the staple, a couple players in each like defender, midfielder, striker, and then tinkering with the periphery. And yeah, definitely patience. I mean, patience is the hardest thing in this game because... You're only good. Yeah, you're only good as the points you got me last week, and it's hard to keep picture. Like Shakiri for you last week was a perfect example. Or said you're like fuck. Like I should have gotten Walcott. I should have saved. This, I would have gotten Theo. Yeah, like, blah blah blah. And then here, you know, Shakiri pops off with eight. Like you got to revisit it after the small window. You bought him for the window. You didn't buy him for one week. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah it's just if you stay close to the template and you have those like say five players on your team that. Everyone else has, and you know you have a good base, a good floor. You're not going to really plummet. You're going to be okay if you pick the wrong captain, and then you just kind of try and fuck around with the fringe of the side and look for your differentials and try and limit hits and that kind of thing. Yeah, and it actually makes it easy if you're patient to switch formations to whatever's in vogue because you're always just a double swap away. You know, it's always just bringing. Your worthless midfielder up to a guy you like, and your overpriced defender down to a cheap guy, and then you you've changed formations drastically and brought in two good guys. You know, it's always like that's that's why we always say I feel like like if you can save, saving is pretty much always the best. Saving's really good, and having three transfer opportunity for a minus four is just so. Fucking good, huge advantage. Yeah, it's so good because you're bringing three good guys in, and to make up a minus four on three good guys is so much easier than making it up on just two two lads. So it's a good job to do that. Yeah. I, it's and it's good feels. Oh my god, it's it's exciting going into the week. It's instead of stressful because you're like I can get anyone with with two or three transfers. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I feel pretty Well, what covered. about the fucking... Dude, we didn't talk about the game of the weekend. Yeah, I know. What do you want to say? Fucking A. I, I have so like much, so a... many emotions tied up in this. I met up with Jesse from Slack, Eden from Slack, Derek, producer Nate at the pub. I don't know, man. I'm fucking disappointed because of the way that it all went down because we're winning with fucking like four minutes left and then the pen gate began, but... And it was a crazy game of two halves. It was it was like the the cliche game of two halves where Liverpool had more chances and looked better first half, and then Spurs completely dominated the second half. Do you, do you know how many saves Hugo Lloris made in that game? How many? One. Interesting. So I defy you to say that Liverpool had more chances. Liverpool were no, they had, absolutely disgusting in the final. Yeah, time. that that's worth pointing out. They had more, I guess chances is the wrong word because it means a shot. They had more opportunities for chances, and then they fucked yeah. all of them up. Like Mane, and this that is, was one of this the worst has just been Mane for two play. months, for the majority of two yeah. months, with little flashes of like worldies, like his goal versus like City and Burnley were incredible, but he's been fucking out of form for a while and it's really weird and it's infuriating. And and Bobby had a pretty bad game too, I think. Yeah, Bob was weird. And it's, honestly, it's, Salah did too. 
he scores two goals and he had a bad game. It's crazy. He 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 was awful. The the final third play was just like Swansea esque. It it was not. It was a bottom. It was a relegation scrap type of a team performance in the final third. It was very surprising. Yeah, it was like all the through ball. Like it was the the final pass or the pass before the pass were just awful. But at the same time. You won three 0 against Huddersfield, and I thought it was very similar in yeah. your final third capabilities. Both games, like I thought that you were bad in the final third in that game as well. So I don't know what's going on there. It's a little bit concerning, especially because I have Salah and Mane as well. But it's still, I still feel like it's just a matter of time until you snap out of it. Well, that's I mean, what I was going to say. I think it's just a dip in form, like earlier in the season. And that's kind of a good sign because we still scored five goals in two games and and in like an out of form attack, you know. But yeah, that means we'll probably rebound. And I thought the defense was honestly pretty good. And there's just the two fucking moments. But yeah, yeah, it was tough, dude. It was a stressful last game. Then the, the yeah. fucking two goal. I wish there wasn't all this pen fucking bullshit to even talk about because the Wanyama goal and Salah goal should just be. That's all that anyone should talk about in like a thrilling game, but you know that that is yeah, what it pen, is. The pen stuff just—they're—they're they're humans. They're—they're they're trying their best. It's hard. I yeah, mean, it's it, hard. It's yeah. easy for us to watch on our fucking big screen TVs with twenty-five replays. Like it's whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's just annoying. I I hate talking about it, and I hate listening to pods talk about it. It's just like not yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, and I mean we talk about refs a fair bit, but in general we take the piss because it's good banter, but. I mean, they're they're doing their best. They're they're just people too. Yeah, I mean, Craig, but, Craig on Slack said, "Is there any point in not captaining Salah in any game? Seemingly, yeah, whenever so, I mean, there's a potential differential, he just goes and proves why he's so good." Yeah, I mean, that's a takeaway for me. It's a big I mean, takeaway. I feel like that's one of the things that's been booing my rank all season is that I've been a very early adopter of captaining Salah compared to a, a lot of other people. I think. Because I mean, I I remember when I was starting to captain Saul, it was like a little bit before other folks were doing, and he had like a brace, and I had a huge week one week when he braced captain for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been like a slow transition to being like Kane's the best player in the game to now Salah's the best player in the game. Salah is absolutely a better player in the game than Kane right now. I don't think there's a question there. His consistency gets an extra point for goals. Gets a point for clean sheets. Like all of these things just add up. He's so consistent, so explosive. He's on over 200 FPL points. It's fucking February. Yeah, it's people don't understand. Like he's on track to have the most FPL points of any player in any season ever. Yeah, ever. So I think it's kind of like we like to captain forwards because whatever our, that's like feels safe or Weird, comfortable to us. But thing. yeah, yeah. But I mean. Salah is basically a forward. He's not like dropping deep, you know. No, yeah. So and, he's, and we he's switched getting, to formations where he actually is a forward all the time. Yeah, and I mean, getting the extra points for the goals and the clean sheets, like especially when you captain the player, makes a huge difference. That's yeah, like, a big, a huge yeah, difference. Big. And that was a yeah. thing with last year when you went to three five two is like embracing those extra points here and there, and they yeah, over time they really fucking add up. Yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot of actions in actual game that gives you points in FPL. Besides, like, there's like a goal, an assist, a clean sheet, and a fucking I don't know something else. Bonus or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, bonus. But like, midfielders are good, and captaining midfielders is really good. And Salah's better than Kane, so you should be captaining him more. I mean, Suarez had 31 goals in 13-14 when Liverpool almost won the fucking league. Salah's on twenty-one goals, and it's fucking February. Yeah, it's I mean, no fucking yeah. joke. Like he's just yeah, we've been and saying that it for was a while. When, yeah, and that was when Suarez was perma captain. Perma captain every single since game week like four. He yeah. was captained. He was suspended. He missed. He missed the games because the fucking bite gate. And then he yeah. comes in, and he was everyone's captain from the minute he the came whole back. Season. The whole season. Yeah. So Salah's great. And I mean, he's a thousand percent my captain this week. Yeah, and he yeah, yeah he should blanket just be everyone's captain every week yeah, until proven otherwise. And yeah, it's, it's definitely no safe. Like other than, I mean, do they have an away top four side? They have at United at Chelsea yet. Like those are the only games I would captain him for the rest of the season. Honestly, I think I might just keep with him for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, it's a matter of like taking risks to try and rise. Like I obviously rose huge when Kuhn had a hat trick and I captained him in game week twenty four. But you know, now you fall back to earth when it's you fall back to for earth. him and you have two. It's yeah, like swap, net, net, it's net just, neutral. So it's like exactly. almost impossible to like just captain the differential the one week it comes off and then and go then back switch. to Salah and yeah. instead of just captaining Salah every week and just letting your differential yeah. points just happen. Yep. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's it's tough to like play the roulette game and and always hit red or whatever. Yeah, it's very tough. So, but I, uh, one last thing before yeah. we go into whatever, I I feel like now. I mean, Aguero, you guys got Leicester this week, but yeah. with the emergence of Salah, now that Kane's tough fixtures are starting to hit the rear view. I mean, are you looking to get rid of Aguero because there's not a ton of value in having Aguero and Kane? When you really want to be captaining Salah, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to start this whole segment with Arscast because Obama Kuhn to Aubameyang is really the guy that I'm most looking at because yeah. I don't know and it gives you a couple mil yeah and you and I have been kind of on the I mean we there's no one who loves Bobby Firmino more than me you know like I fucking I'm obsessed with him I, he's my favorite thing to watch and I love him so much but. You and I are one of the very few who are not on the Firmino FPL chain, I feel like. And he just Well, I did own him for a while this year. No, I mean, and we've both owned him for a while over the last three years. But just like when you went Mane, that was left field from a lot of people's point of view because Firmino's just been, he just was in like red hot form, putting up double digit hauls for fun. But. It still comes back to the fact he just doesn't shoot that much. Like there's not that many points in it. Like he he works harder than he tries to score, if that makes any sense. And I look at someone like Obama and can save almost two million there. No, like a mil and a half there from Kuhn to Obama and their fixtures, and I'm just like, that's where I might I maybe fly. Yeah. So I, I mean, am looking at Kuhn out, probably after I, this week. I am obsessed with that. Yeah. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go up to captains, right? Yeah, caps. So sneak preview last segment. <laughs> I think we're both fucking on Salah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I, I yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just that there's not that much to say about it. City, city, like they. I saw Pepsi's giving them like four days off. They were all KDB was saying they were fucking tired of shit. Yeah, but Southampton have been looking better. But it's the kind of game that I don't. I don't know if MP is going to really park or play that like three DMs like he did a few. What was that team they played? The Spurs game. I don't know if he's going to play that same line. He could, and it could give Liverpool some trouble, but. I don't know. It still feels like Leicester's also not a slouch. Liverpool away, generally okay on the counterattack. It's just Salah's. Yeah, and I mean, and Southampton have been good lately. They haven't kept it clean since United game week 21. And before that, they had fucking. They they just don't keep clean. So, like, they've been good, but I still expect goals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's not that much to say. I, I. City are still the best ha- team in the league. There's no fucking need to argue any of that shit, but there's just no one doing what Salah's doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate like Kuhn at all. I definitely yeah. don't hate I don't hate Kane. He's at home and they're so much better at home against Arsenal. So those are fine picks if you're really wanting to differentiate, but I think Salah anyone besides Salah is overthinking it to me at this point. Yeah. I think I agree yeah. mostly. Cool. Um, and then our team. So you said you're going to bring in probably IB. You have two frees, right? Yeah, I have two frees. So, I mean, I, I have money in the bank to just do Stevens to IB straight swap. So the next question is just, I mean, I have Azpil and Alonzo. He said Alonzo out today for precautionary muscle injury, whatever the fuck that means. I don't it's weird that that, that new left back they bought didn't even get a fucking look in. I know he has been yeah. like kind of injured all season, but... They just bought him for like twenty million. Like you'd think. Yeah, he wasn't even on the bench. No, he was right. Em- Emerson I don't think, or whatever. I don't. Uh, maybe he was. I, I don't. I don't recall. Okay. Yeah. But either way, I I definitely don't feel like good going into any game with two Chelsea defenders after they just shipped seven in two weeks to awful teams. Yeah. That's not good. So, yeah, it's not good. It's <laughs> when, not good. Dude, the wheels came up so fast. Yeah. 
So, I mean, realistically, something I'm looking at doing, and it's also like very aggressive, similar when I fucking ripped Christensen out of my team, but I could do Ibe. I could do Ivan for Stevens, and then I could also, in defense, do um, Smalling and Valencia in for Marcus A and Aspel. And it would leave me with Smalling, Jones, and Valencia. And that would leave you with like a mill in the bank, too, right? Yeah, I would have two mil in the bank. Two mil in the bank. Jesus Christ. Is there any shout to just... Well, yeah, because you don't want to... Well, who? What defenders are you definitely starting every week? It's Walker and Jones, I guess, at this yeah. point only, right? So, is there any shot to just not doing Ibe and going four 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 two or four four something like doing Aspil and Alonso to two United guys and not doing Ibe? Yeah, I mean, I can afford a striker up to seven four if I didn't want to get Ibe in, but I just like don't see anyone there that I prefer to Ibe on. Yeah, and you need that you need like a seventh attacker, right? Yeah. 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 Fuck it. I totally back that move. Okay. So yeah, I mean I, I it's again, you know, it feels bad with on paper like West Brom coming to Chelsea, but it's hard to imagine them cleaning anyone the way they look today. They could have shipped six today. Like, it wouldn't have been surprising. Everyone was bad, yeah. Yeah, they were just and so hi- bad, highlights so. was just like what you were saying with Brighton versus West Ham highlights. That's what the Watford highlights looked to me. It was like it was like is this fucking Barcelona or Watford because they yeah. were just like destroying everything. Yeah, not good. Um, but the other, other also other thing I could do is I could start in the ass this week and and not get Ibe and not take a hit, which I'm also thinking about. Because Niaz has Palace, and we're a fucked up mess right now. Yeah, but so are Everton. And it would be very unsurprising if Niaz was just back on the bench to me. It's true. Yeah, he could definitely go back on the bench. It's probably and then you're just getting one to two Stevens points again. Yeah, yeah, it's probably worth it. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I've just been me... so nailed and so good. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, it would put me in the 4-5-1. I'd have a ton in the bank so I could upgrade... Yeah, your next move is basically get whoever you want. Yeah, or save. Or save. But I'm still fucking Pope, dude. I'm worried about Pope. Right, so that'll be probably where your two mil gets spent, I guess. Hmm, I could get De Gea. Is that, like, better? I don't know. Wait, could you just not get get Ibe and get two defenders and De Gea for minus four? Yeah, but then it would still put me in that position where I'd have to start like Nias. You start Nias or Steven. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. And then it's like I don't. Other than United defenders, like I don't want to like buy any defenders. Yeah, there's not really anyone else you want. But I could, I could just hold, I could hold one of the Chelsea guys and get De Gea instead of someone. I don't know. I could get, or I could not get Valencia, and I could get Smalling and De Gea. Hmm. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. I'd keep Aspil probably and do that. It's keep still Asp- it's yeah. still Aspil home West Brom. Still like yeah. bonus magnet, occasional assist, decent chance of a clean, I don't know. Okay. Well, and Pope, like Pope is just like Pope and Adrian is like that's a fucking problem for you. No, it's a huge problem. I hate I like Pope, but he's going to get dropped really soon, and I hate Adrian. So yeah, getting De Gea, and I mean De Gea still also just gets fucking save points. So yeah, I mean Huddersfield didn't have a shot, but he's been getting save in general, points in other yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's and cheaper like, than Valencia. The occasional so back too. Sense. He's just good. Yeah, yeah, cheaper than Valencia makes more sense probably. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so yeah, that's probably what I'm looking at. What yeah, about you? I like that. Um, I think that move that I teased earlier is probably my easy move. It's just a matter, again, for like the fourth week in a row, if I'm going to take a hit or not. But I think Christensen to Smalling is a really good move for me. Um, it would just mean that, again, I'm starting one of Agbana or Duffy, who I know they have good fixtures, but they're both so fucking nightmarish that I just don't want either of them ever starting. So I mean, if you get two points out of that player, you'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. That's all I want yeah. is two points, and sometimes they struggle at that. So 
<clears throat> I think Christensen to Smalling is a really good move, and that would give me triple United defense. And for all the reasons we talked about, I really like that. It's just my my eleventh player is a nightmare, basically, because I have Quainer, I still have RLC, and I have Ogbonna and Duffy. So I could I could join you on the Ibe train very easily and just take a hit and go RLC to Ibe and Christensen to fucking Smalling. Smalling, yeah. And maybe that's worth it. I mean, if if you're telling me to do that, then you should do that. Yeah, but yours is three moves for a hit. Mine's only two moves for a hit. I feel like it's a little bit different, but yeah, I have a little, like the extra boost. Of yeah, you have the extra, my but back. but it might be worth it. I mean, it's just it's just ripping the fucking bandaid off and never starting a Bonner or Duffy ever again, which is they a should thing never be that started. I yeah. never want to ever do. Yeah, yeah I mean, they should never be started. Starting Dalembert Stevens is. Easily better than starting either of them because he might get three points. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically where I'm at. That's that's job done. Yeah, that's a job done by ass. Um, right. No asses to slap this week. No patron asses. But um, thank you to everyone who is still with us. And fucking giant FML field madness bracket begins this game week. So that'll be good fun for everyone. It's- yeah, we have to update that. We also have no pod for two weeks, right? Um, what are we doing? Are we gonna do the double pod? I think we pod twice. Yeah. Okay, pod twice. Well, because okay. it's like we got a pod after the games. Yeah. And then you know, pod again to preview game week twenty eight. I think. All right. So either Monday or Tuesday we'll pod. Yeah, Tuesday Monday or Tuesday Monday. pod. Brackets up and popping. It's gonna be very fun. So. That's a good job by you. Any last words? Um. Fuck Chelsea. <laughs> The Conte out. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfieldsports, patreon.com slash fmlfield. Cheers!